Welcome to the Explore podcast from EF Pro Cycling. The second edition of the Tour de France Femme just wrapped up, and we thought we would do something a little different for this one. Instead of doing a deep dive with one or two riders, we talked with each rider and asked them about their race, a bit about the highs and lows of Grand Tour racing, and what their plans are for the final part of the season. The Tour is the biggest race of the year, and the riders are well aware of its importance. We had our ups and downs throughout the week, but we left with our heads held high. It would have been easy to give up after our leader and general classification hope, Veronica Ewers, left the race due to a crash, but every single member of the team kept believing and kept pushing until the very last meter. It wasn't the race we hoped for, but as you'll find out, everyone has plenty of positives to take from the week and everyone is leaving hungry for more. So join us on this ride as we explore the world of cycling together. My name is Catherine Ezra, and this is the Explore Podcast. Well, Alison, we are here because you have finished the Tour de France Femme. Congratulations. How does it feel? Yeah, really good, actually. I mean, I didn't know if I was going to finish. I mean, the first day, like, woke up and was so ill and, you know, to be able to finish that day just so that you could see if you could do something later in the races. Second day had that crash and then just like dealing with some after effects, you know, but you just keep going and and still there's a lot you can do to contribute to the the team in the race and, and around the Grande Casino. And then, yeah, the stage seven Col de Tourmalet, that was also one where I was just on the cusp of making it or not, you know, it's like such a, such a hard day, suffer fest. And then, yeah, to come here to the time trial, just to, you know, ride it out, finish. Yeah, it, it feels really good to be able to check it off the list or, you know, when you start something to finish it, to not leave a project open-ended, you know, ride it to its completion feels really good. This is your first time racing the Tour de France, and I assume that you would have expected some hardships and challenges along the way. Now that you have actually experienced those challenges, hardships, obstacles, were they what you expected? Were they harder or worse than you kind of anticipated? Yeah, I mean, I think I've been in the sport long enough and have followed the sport long enough to know that you, you come in with a perfect plan. Or even, you know, months ago or, you know, the year ago, the beginning of the season, you come in kind of with the plan that, yeah, you want to come here flying. But then you still have to journey through every day as it goes on and you go through the ups and downs. And, and you know, sometimes you, if you do arrive with full fitness, you know, in the race still, you know, things can happen that kind of derails dreams or you know, breaks hearts or whatever. And, you know, we, yeah, we saw that with Veronica who was riding such a good race. And then, yeah, in the, you know, worst moment it's, and it's can be unpredictable, but I think, yeah, I knew the Tour de France is a star race on so many people's calendars. And even to make the roster to go to the Tour de France, you have to be fit. You have to have shown something earlier in the season that you earned a spot on the team. So I think then that raises the level of everyone who is coming because, yeah, they've had to prove themselves to get here. So I knew that it was going to be really hard, really tough racing. And yeah, you in the end, you just have to give what you've got in that moment. And, you know, a lot of times we can think, oh, I wish I, you know, maybe I, I wish I trained 
harder. I wish I trained more long mountains or, you know, I, I wish I slept more. Or I, you know, all those things you can second guess or wish you did different or better. But in the end, you just have to show up on that day and in each moment be willing to suffer and be willing to stick in it. And yeah, I think I'm just really proud of the team, actually really impressed with my teammates for how they rode and that they're so strong. Girls like Katrin riding in the break all the time and Georgia and Megs and Sarah always around in the front to cover all the things and to get in the action and yeah you know trying to to guide even yeah Letitia or myself for some of those like flatter finishes yeah it's amazing to see you know what your teammates can do so I'm just really proud of the strength that these girls have and really yeah proud to be a part of this team. You've said before that you wanted to be a difference maker in this race Mm -hmm. with this team. Do you feel like you had that chance? Do you feel like you've been a difference maker? Yeah, I mean, I I would love it if it was, you know, a a big dramatic moment, you know, where it was really obvious. And and I think, you know, after some how my start was, I really kind of struggled still choosing to always be positive and enjoying the moment and the atmosphere and making sure to, yeah, spread that to the team too. You know, it only takes one negative person that, you know, spoils the whole the whole show. So yeah, still keeping positive and, and also giving, you know, advice or pointers to what we can do in different parts of the race. But yeah, it was good, you know, I I guess like probably my favorite moment of the tour where I felt like really happy with what I did was leading Katrin out for the QM on the day that she got away in the the breakaway that stayed away for for so long and and she got you know us a top result top 10 result so i feel really good about that and also yeah leading around letitia for some of the sprint stuff or working together yeah i guess like to be a difference maker yeah like i'd say i would love it if it was like a big dramatic moment but a lot of times it can be just being consistent in a lot of like the small moments that you know make a, a good environment for others to capitalize off of or, or boost them up. Now that the race is done, what's next on the calendar for you? Yeah, so um, we're just going to do a lot of sleeping. <laughs> and then uh, I am looking forward to what the this race will do for me and for my legs come Worlds. The road race is what I've been targeting for this year, so really want to show up there in a good way. And yeah, and then after that, we're back with the team to tour Scandinavia, which has always been a great tour for me. And I love being in the, nor- the North. Then we'll do Plouay and then uh, jump over with the national team over to Gatineau back in Canada to race a couple races, which I'm really excited for. You know, Canadian champions and friends of mine are running that race. And uh, I just want to be, yeah, support that and be support Canadian cycling and yeah I think it's also great to be a Paris-Roubaix winner who's Canadian to go show up in Canada at at these events and yeah just inspire more people to join in and sponsors to team up with the race there too and then uh, maybe a cycling holiday in there and uh, then finish off the season with China racing in China yeah it's usually hard to keep the motivation and the fitness right to the end of the year. But for me, because I love what I do so much, when we get to these end of the season races, I just have as much energy as I do at the beginning of the year. And uh, then it, it shows for sure in, in the results and how I ride. So yeah, looking forward to taking the team there.
from one Canadian to the next, Sarah Poitevin raced in her first Tour de France this year. But while it may be only her first time racing the Tour, it's her eighth year as a pro. Over the years, the wealth of knowledge she has accumulated has turned her into one of the most trusted teammates in the peloton. Here she is, talking about what this Tour experience was like. Sarah, you finished the Tour de France. How does it feel to have raced the Tour? <laughs> yeah, no, it feels super good to finish it off. And yeah, my first first time racing. So yeah, I came in knowing it would be a big, a big challenge for sure, just with the, yeah, with the tough stages and the length of the race. And so, but yeah, you really don't know what to expect until you're in the thick of it. So yeah, to come out the other side is, is uh, yeah, really cool. I mean, there's so much that can happen in any race. And so, yeah, you're never guaranteed to make it to the next day. So, yeah. <laughs> and today we had the, the time trial stage. I know you are, let's say, not a time trial specialist, mm -hmm. but in the end, what did you think of the course? I actually had a lot of fun today. Yeah, I just felt like there was no pressure for a result. And so I could really just, yeah, just try to enjoy as much as possible. And so, yeah, when once we got over, once I got over the climb around the halfway mark, we actually get quite a bit of speed on the descent. And then it's like a bit rolling and twisty. And I had a motorbike in front of me so I could just follow the moto. Yeah, so it was actually like quite fun. <laughs> and then the crowds, like there were a lot of crowds actually. And they must have, I don't know if they like were watching the live feed or if they know like somehow the riders who are coming, but because they were all like, like cheering my name. Yeah. Which was really funny. Yeah. But yeah, it was just a really cool atmosphere. And then yeah, on the, in the last like 500 meters, it's quite a, like a steep kick. And so yeah, it, there's like the, the climb was just like covered with people all over and cheering so loud and yeah, just a really cool way to, to end the race. That's pretty impressive. You were able to take in the crowds because I would imagine in a time trial, you know, your head's kind of down. You're, you're really just looking forward. And like you said, you're following the motorbike. So the crowds must have been really loud and really thick and deep for you to have, have really taken them in like this. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I wasn't necessarily going for a personal best effort today. Yeah. So I could, yeah, save a bit of energy to just enjoy. Yeah. <laughs> And I know one of the things that you've been doing a lot this week is covering early moves in, in the race. And then on stage seven of the Tourmalet, I know that you were going for the break and you, you put in a pretty good attack. Tell us how that how that happened, how that turned out. Yeah, from the basically from kilometer zero, I tried attacking a couple of times and following some moves. And there were a few of us who were in a couple of good breakaway attempts, but it seemed like everyone or someone always missed the break that went. And so they kept getting chased back. But yeah, in those last 20K before the first climb of the day, there were a couple of riders who got away. And then, yeah, I snuck out the side to made an attempt to bridge. I felt like I was pretty close in the first couple minutes, but then the peloton really sat up. So I think the, the girls up front really started to go hard at that point. And so I never quite made it across. <laughs> I was just kind of in the middle of nowhere for a long time <laughs> until the lead outs really started and the speed of the peloton just picked up so much. So yeah, everyone started the first climb of the day altogether. So I was a little bit frustrated that there wasn't a, a move that went earlier and there wasn't like a bit more um, motivation in the peloton to really push for a break early. Yeah, because I just thought it was silly to wait around for the climb. So yeah, I just really wanted to have some fun and 
try to, yeah, try to look for opportunities or create an opportunity to try to get in a breakaway. And yeah, if it worked out, then great. And if not, then yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> I understand it must have been probably a bit frustrating to be dangling between the, the break <laughs> and the, the Peloton. But at the same time, you know what your teammate Katrin says about that when you're riding out there alone. She says, at least you know all the cheering is for you. <laughs> yeah. Fortunately, most of the crowds were already on the top of the climb, so there wasn't a whole lot of cheering, but there were a few people. So, yeah, I get a bit of time by myself on the road. And actually, like, yeah, when you're by yourself and the open road is actually so fun, like just ripping around. <laughs> I know you have a travel day coming up, but how do you plan to spend the next few days now that you have finished the race? Yeah, definitely going to take some time off the bike, I think. It's usually the best way to recover and just enjoy and, yeah, then start getting back to some easy training for the rest of the season. But, yeah, just, I guess, just really acknowledge how fatigued I am. <laughs> Probably will sink in tomorrow. <laughs> You've done a lot of great work this week, so I can only imagine how fatigued you are. But congratulations and a job well done, Sarah. Yeah, thank you so much. <laughs> thank you. There are always breakout rides at the Tour de France, and while Katrin Hammes certainly isn't a revelation to anyone that has ridden with her, our German star showed just how good she was after going into back-to-back -back breaks on stages 3 and 4 and recording her first top 10 at the Tour de France. And while her teammates would be quick to sing her praises, Katrin remains one of the most level-headed riders on our team, and that is apparent as soon as you hear her speak. Congratulations, Katrin. You have finished the Tour de France Femme. How does Thank it you. feel? Thank you. Yeah, I mean, right now, I have to say, I only feel tired. And it doesn't really, it didn't really suck into my mind that I finished. I think maybe because it was a time trial. So it's not like, I mean, in a time trial, you don't really expect not to finish. So I think maybe it needs uh, like one or two days to catch up. But in general, if I think about it and if I use my brain, I'm really happy with my tour. I mean, I had a solid race. Of course, I also had lows, like for example, the crash on the stage when Veronica crashed. But I mean, of course, I also had ups, especially in the middle part of the race with the breakaway and fighting for the climbers jersey and then finishing in the top 10 was definitely a good race for me. Yeah, it just, feels like ages ago now <laughs> because in general it was a like it felt like a hard and long tour but for sure I will be really happy with it in two days. Going into this race did you imagine that you would at one point be in the fight for the Queen of the Mountains jersey? No, no that I didn't. I mean in general I'm mostly here as a support rider and that's also my role that I normally have. But with this role comes to cover breakaways a lot of times, and that's really something I like. And I mean, it's also the role that I have in a lot of races. So I was hoping to have opportunities to go up the road, which is already great to be in a breakaway and be ahead of the peloton and get all the cheering and the, yeah, be visible on TV. But I mean, I didn't. It's, it's always hard to plan, like, to plan those um, breakaways. But, of course, I also didn't expect it to stay away. I mean, it didn't really stay away, but it was enough for a top 10. This is, a, I mean, it's a pretty impressive result, a top 10 mm -hmm. on a stage at the Tour de France Femme. What does that mean to you? Yeah, 
<laughs> I don't know, it's because it's a few days ago, now it feels like it's really ages ago, but it is a really good result, I think. I mean, for me, it was a very good result. And I mean, coming into the tour, I knew I was um, fit. I had a good season so far. I had good races in like recently, recently, which is like nationals. And then I started the Giro, but crashed out after two days, which was really a bit of a bummer. And then I lost my confidence a bit in, first of all, I was really scared to crash again, but also I lost my confidence in my form. Um, a bit. So, yeah, I was really unsure coming into the race and didn't expect, I mean, I was hoping for it to have a good day and that's also what my coach was telling me and what people around me uh, around were telling me to encourage me, but I mean, I didn't, it's not like, I mean, I was hoping for it, but it's, I didn't expect to have a top 10. How's your confidence feeling now? Good. <laughs> Classic understated response. No, I mean, yeah. It's not, it's not like I won the race, but it's a it's still a really good result to finish it off with the top ten after a really long day and when it was the longest stage of the tour. And I mean it was also a really good group to be in and that's something I really yeah, I like to do and I'm also I think I'm good in selecting like those groups that then stay away or that have a chance to stay away. So that was really nice that it worked out. You were in the breakaway for two consecutive days mm -hmm. for quite a long time on both days. That second day when you were covering moves and, and you went, did you kind of think, oh wait, now I'm going to be in a break two days in a row, my legs are tired? Or did you just think, keep going forward, forward, forward? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think, no, I was, I mean, the first day was a bit, yeah, it was a bit unfortunate because I mean I was alone and there was no really it was not really realistic to stay for super long. So I tried to keep it steady and focus on the positives which were the mountain points for example. And that's why I was kind of like I can't remember but I was close to having it. So the next day I really wanted to get the points or at least give it a real try over the first climb. And that's why I was I was sprinting for the KOM, Q1 became second and so I was already in front and then the break happened or then somewhere behind there was a was a gap yeah and then I just kept going I mean it's if you are there like the hardest part is getting into the group but if you are there it's it's great it's a good ride yeah over these eight days yeah. are there any moments on the bike or off the bike that really stand out to you either as really funny or a really intimate moment are there any moments that really stand out to you as quite memorable I mean in general I think we had a really good team and a really good atmosphere on the team here. I mean, for sure, like the low was to lose Veronica in a crash or a GC rider that we were protecting until this point. And then also just on the day before the Tour Malais, so which is her favorite stage. Yeah, that was for sure like the most disappointing thing. But in that, I mean, when I saw this crash on TV, I was actually, oh yeah, I was just really happy to see her in like okay conditions. I mean, she she broke her clavicle, but I mean, this is something that will will heal up in not so long. And I mean, she was still she was still smiling and in a good mood, although it's disappointing, but it's kind of part of it. And yeah, and then I also liked how the team handled it. I mean, of course, it's a bit yeah, it's a bummer to lose her on this day yesterday, but still we try to pull it together and try to take our chances and. 
in getting into breakaways, for example, and riding together, and yeah, and then we get, gave it a, like we did the best we could. Georgie shifted her full focus to the road after the 2016 Olympics in Brazil, where she represented New Zealand on the track. But in her short time on the road, she has shown that she is a blistering fast time trialist and that she is a rider with real racing instincts. And while we all soaked in the experience of racing the tour, the last stage was made a little more special for her when her father made the long trip over and got to follow her in the team car. News is, you finished the Tour de France done, Georgia. Yeah, I'm pretty happy. Yeah, it was really hard racing, and even just backing up after the Giro was going to be a challenge, but um, no, I think I managed it pretty well, and yeah, no, I'm really happy. Were there any moments that really stand out, either good or bad, or yourself or the team? Just what are some moments that really stand out to you? Uh, nothing really in particular. I just think we came together really well on every single stage, really lifted each other, encouraged each other, yeah, just supported each other really well, which is yeah, like such a good feeling. Today was the the time trial that I know you were excited for. How did that go? It was okay. I was hoping for more, but yeah, I did what I could. I was happy with how I rode it, all my lines and everything. Yeah, just gave it everything. And just unfortunately, my legs weren't, weren't quite there. But yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to some some days off now. We talked about how you're going to be debuting your, your TT skin suit, your national champion skin suit today, and that you were going to have a special audience that you were racing for. Who did you have in the race car following you? Yeah, my dad was there, which was super nice. He's followed me before at nationals and stuff, but this was just like next level. And afterwards, he was like, oh, you did so good. You were so fast. I was really scared when you were going so fast around those corners. I thought you were taking them too fast. And I was like dad like I was probably five seconds slower than some of the riders on every one of those corners so no he was he was very happy and very proud it was super nice and I know your family is going to stay in Europe for a little bit and you'll probably have a bit of time with them any plans to go on any bike rides with them yeah I think we'll go to the beach first (laughs) when I need some beach recovery first and then yeah maybe we'll do some fun like gravel rides or something in Girona and go out for dinner and lunch and yeah, I had a really nice time. Looking forward to that. And now that you have finished the Tour de France Femme, I know it was literally just within the last couple of hours that you finished, but have you been able to reflect on what this experience means to you? Because I remember you saying that you came to the men's Tour de France when you were a teenager with your family. So what does it feel like now that things have almost come full circle and that you have ridden and completed the Tour de France with your family here? Yeah, I think it was more than 12, 12 years ago. I was with my family here. We were riding like ahead of the tour and then we'd be on top of the famous climbs, watching them come through. And yeah, like, yeah, this week that's been me, which has been crazy. Like, I honestly never thought that that would happen. I never even thought that I'd have a job as a professional cyclist back then. So, no, it's been pretty, pretty cool. Last year, Magdalene Valliers was one of the last riders to make it onto our tour squad after a breakout spring for the team. But this year, her performance left no doubt in the minds of sports directors when they were making their selection. A trusted domestique on nearly all terrain, she was the perfect teammate to guide Veronica through thick and thin. Even after Veronica's crash, Magdalene dropped back and rode with her to the finish, helping her both physically and mentally. She's a one-of-a-kind teammate and someone that just keeps growing into bigger and bigger roles on the team. 
Magdalene, you have finished your second Tour de France film. Yeah. How does that feel? It's pretty crazy. Yeah, I'm really happy. Um, I think we had a good team effort this tour and we really improved from last year. I mean, we had some bad luck with uh, Vero being out, but I think we can be proud even if it wasn't the result we came for. I think, yeah, we can be proud. I know that last year you weren't necessarily expecting to race the Tour de France Femme. This year, did you think earlier in the season that the Tour was going to happen for you? Or was it still kind of a question mark whether it would be on your program or not? It was more a no than a yes, I have to say. <laughs> When I was asking, I was not even sure if I was going to do the Giro. And then a bit like last year, I guess. And then I did the Giro and they were happy with me. So yeah, then I got selected for the Tour. Are you happy with yourself? Are you happy with the racing that you've done? Yeah, I'm actually, yeah, I'm happy. I think I I improved a lot. I can help my teammates much better than before. So it's always, yeah, it's always good. So we've had eight days of racing, but of course we were at the race a couple of days early to prepare and of course for travel and all of this. In all this time, what are some of the, the memories or the moments that really stick out to you? Yeah, I mean, there's so much. Um, there was some... Good ones, some bad ones. I would say the bad ones were when uh, flooded and then I gave her my bike, or when I when she crashed and I waited for her. I think yeah, those were pretty lower moments. But there were so many good moments, like when we were all riding together, like all in line, like in good position for key sections, or when we had like girls in the breakaway. I think we. Pretty almost all the breakaway we had someone in it. So, and then even yesterday when the like, I guess our our hope were was a bit like lower. Be, our expectation were lower because we, yeah. But we kept fighting and we attacked and attacked and followed every move before the climb and we tried. So, I think yeah we had a very good fighting spirit. So I'm happy. Like you said, the Tourmalet expectations on that stage for us changed because we unfortunately didn't have Veronica to race it. So how did you approach that stage? Because you can climb really well, but you don't necessarily consider yourself a pure climber. So how did you look at the Tourmalet stage knowing, well, we're here just kind of to go for breaks and to see what we can do? Yeah, I mean, the DSs, uh, the plan was that I just tried to help the girls trying to get in a breakaway. So... Uh, to do that, I tried to follow some moves so then they could follow also moves like maybe more important moves and then I ended up finding myself in actually good moves so it was it was good and then yeah, trying to do a, a lead out for the climb which didn't work but yeah, I think yeah, I, we just tried. I, I just thought I know everyone is tired, we just try, give our best and I know I'm not gonna do a, the best result on a, a Tourmalet stage, so I just, I just give all I have before we get to the first climb. And did you get to enjoy? Was I understand it's a lot of suffering, of course, to to be racing and to go up Col d'Aspine and then to go up the Tourmalet. <laughs> but were you able to enjoy moments of that? Yeah, I mean, I I worked, I tried hard to stay, and then when I saw this was not possible, I. I rode in the Gruppetto and then for for me the pace was, was good, was not too hard so I, I could enjoy the, the view and the people and I tried to soak in the moment. Our last rider is racing her second Tour de France in her very young career, but Letizia Borghese had a score to settle. 
Last year, she had to endure the heartbreak of missing out on the final stage of the tour after being taken out by a crash on the penultimate stage. Her drive and passion for the sport got her back to the start line, and this year she finished the race, but that doesn't mean she's content with the outcome. She already has big plans for the year ahead. So what's about this podcast? Not about the Tour de France. This podcast <laughs> is about the Tour de France. <laughs> Are you tired, Letizia, of the tour? Yeah. <laughs> now that you've finished it, you've had enough? Yeah, I want only to speak about the Tour 2024. <laughs> so, so we just finished the 2023 race within the last few hours. Yeah. Tell me, why are you already thinking about the 2024 edition of the Tour de France then? Yeah, because I think I improved a lot from last year, but yeah, I did some good performances, but I missed a little bit uh, a result. And uh, I know where I have to work in order to arrive uh, even more um, in shape next year to reach some some good resu- results and I really want it so I will uh, work really hard. This is your second year racing the tour but it's your first year finishing. How does it feel to have finished the race this year? Yeah Honestly, I'm in a completely different mood <laughs> compared to the last year because last year uh, it was really frustrating and disappointing uh, because I had to stop after a crash in the second last stage. So, yeah, I went home and I was my heart was really broken. <laughs> and uh, this year I finished this this tour and yeah. We, we, had, we had some good uh, rides, some good uh, performances. The sad thing is that we, we have lost Veronica during this tour and we invested a lot of energy in order to keep her in the ZC. So we didn't achieve this ZC re- result, but yeah, we, I think we worked well together. And yeah, I'm pretty happy with my feelings and I'm looking forward to some other races at the end of the month. Yeah. You said that you were pretty heartbroken after the 2022 edition of the race because you weren't able to, to finish it. When you went home and you were heartbroken, did you start thinking about the 2023 edition? <laughs> <laughs> Last year, I didn't want to think about cycling for a bit because I, I was really, really <laughs> in a bad mood and um, not only because I didn't finish the tour, but also because after the crash, I was trying to like fight and keep going in the tour, but it was so hard. So I was like devastated after this. So um, I wasn't thinking uh, about cycling for some days, trying to trying to recover, but yeah, it was uh, another month. <laughs> you said that you, you took some time off the bike and, and you took some mental time off from the bike too after the last tour. Will you take some time off after after this year's race or are you going to keep going? Mm, yeah, I don't know because I don't feel so mental tired at the moment. So I really, I'm in a mood where I still want to improve. So I will take maybe some easy days and maybe I will do something different or yeah, but not, not a complete rest, I think. And uh, yeah. I'm really looking forward to the Tour of Scandinavia, so 
yeah, it will be also a big goal. And also, I really would like to be the, uh, in the national team for the European Championship. So I th think I will keep working hard. <laughs> Not time for the off-season just yet. No, just maybe some different days, like mountain in the mountain or, yeah. Something different, yes, to like recharge a little bit the batteries, but not completely off. Where do you like to ride? Because I know you're from Northern Italy and I know you really enjoy being at home. So where are some of the places that you like to ride? I really like to ride in, my, in the roads of my region and uh, yeah, also some uh, nice climbs. So like my favorite one is the one that go to uh, Lake of Tobel. It's a quite hard climb, not too long. But then when you arrive at the lake, the place is just amazing. So yeah, every time that I go there, I'm like really without words for the beauty of the place. Yeah, Tizira, I have to say that I enjoyed a lot also riding up Gavia because I spent a lot of time in altitude training in, and yeah, Gavia is like a really nice climb with a really nice landscape and um, you arrive really high, like to, to uh, 2600 meters and yeah, it's beautiful. Did you have the time at all to take in any of the views at this year's Tour de France or were you too focused on looking forward, looking at the wheel ahead of you? Yeah, I, I was trying to look also around me, like of course in the in the moments of the race where the, the race was really on, it was impossible to look around uh, because you just have to keep focus on the race, like to position well but also to don't crash so yeah but yeah and yesterday I wanted but there was too much fog so I couldn't see nothing on the tourmalet so I cannot say that the, <laughs> the place was nice <laughs> you couldn't see much of the view on the tourmalet that's no. very true it's hard to see more than a couple of meters yeah. in front of you with, with yeah, all I, w I was scared to don't find the bus so <laughs> I was in the bus parking and it was like maybe there is another bus parking because I cannot see my bus and then I asked to um, the SM uh, man and he was like yeah it's right there your bus and it was 10 meters in front of me but I couldn't see it <laughs> the fog really was something incredible yeah. yeah so you couldn't see very much but could you hear very much because I know there was a good crowd on the mountain yeah yeah the crowd was just amazing. There were a lot of people screaming and really, really excited also to support the the riders that were not up there for the first positions. So were a little bit out of the battle, but the exciting excitement was the same. So yeah, it's amazing to see how the women cycling has grown in the last years. And I think that, that the Tour de France really gave the chance to uh, make this step forward. And yeah, it was crucial, I think. So now, yeah, we are always improving year by year and uh, closing the gap with the men's cycling. Looking back on this Tour de France film, are there any moments that stand out to you that you really remember? Yeah, I remember. <laughs> more than one moment. Yeah, I think 
it was really nice when Catherine could go in the breakaway and finished in the top 10. Yeah, also the sprint finals. And I like the worst memory was when Veronica crashed, of course. And yeah, when I saw her coming back in the bus in with tears in the eyes and a lot of pain, this was a really hard moment for all the team. And then, of course, the stage on Colda Span and Tourmalet. When I was trying to hang on on the Colda Span, it was quite fun. <laughs> I was just checking the pace for the next year, so this year I could hang on for half climb next year for the climb. <laughs> and now that you finished the Tour de France time, what does this race mean to you? Yeah, this race is just amazing. Like when you race in this race, you understand why there are people that are just focusing on this race and they are doing so such fewer race and preparing just for this appointment like all the season from the from December to July is just because it's amazing like it's a, another level of race compared to other st stage races yeah i think to the france yeah is big big uh, event not because it's not only for the cycling world, but it's like also for normal people that comes uh, along the roads and cheering for, for us. I think a lot of people doesn't know nothing, almost nothing about cycling, but they just like the tour. It's a pretty special race. And yeah, it's yeah. Pretty special that you got to finish it after racing the whole thing this year. So congratulations, Letizia. <laughs> Thank you. You've got some well-earned rest coming up, and I think you've got a dinner coming up pretty soon. Yeah, yeah I'm hungry, so. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. You just listened to the Explore podcast from EF Pro Cycling. My name is Catherine Ezra. This show was produced by Johannes Manson. Editing by Ben Cranel. Music is by Builders T. A special thank you to Allison Jackson, Letizia Borghese, Magdalene Valliers, Katrin Hamas, Sarah Poitavan, and Georgia Williams. We'll be back soon with more stories from the tour. Thank you for listening. <laughs>